All right. John 11 is where we're going to be right now. If you could turn there or click there or whatever you do to get there in your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, we'll have it on the screen for you. John 11 today uh, concludes our series on grave robbers, and it has been fun. It has been awesome to see some different miracles that Jesus did. And today just kind of brings it all together. Last week, Ryan Herzog did an outstanding, outstanding job talking about spitting loogies. I, I thought he was going to spit, I thought he was going to do it. I thought anybody else, you know, I, you know, did you think he, you know, he was going to spit a big old loogie on the stage? If you weren't here last week, Ryan said that Jesus spit loogies. Uh, what the loogie? I don't, I don't know. It's just this gross thing that you spit out of your mouth. And he healed somebody, and they can now see because Jesus spit a loogie. Thank you, Ryan. It really was awesome. Very proud of Ryan Herzog for that. Today, we're going to talk about a guy named Lazarus. If you're talking right now, now's the time to stop, or you can leave. It's your choice. You're not going to hurt my feelings. He's so rude. <laughs> no, I just don't want you talking. That's my job. If you don't believe me, I will kindly ask you to leave. And then you can tell your parents I'm mean, and I say I know. John 11, verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was born from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Verse 3. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now let's just hang out here for a second. Lazarus is sick. Period. Then it says, Jesus, the one you love, we just want you to know, Jesus, that the one that you love is sick. Period. And what happens here is these ladies are freaking out about Lazarus being sick. And they're losing their mind. And they're upset about it. And they're going, he's sick, he's sick. We need your help, we need your help, we need your help, we need your help. We don't know what to do, we don't know what to do. Our world is collapsing. Everything is ending. This isn't good. And I just wanted to show you something right here. Is that when our world in your eyes and our eyes seems like it is over. Like the girl of your dreams that is in eighth grade that you met at lunch broke up with you. You think your world over until the next day <laughs> and you see another girl you're like hey, my world's not over it's great hey girl what's up are your best friends at home girl that's all right just a road bump all right listen so i was <laughs> i'm just kidding hey next week stay tuned next week we start a whole series on relationships so i'm super excited about that it's one of my favorite times of the year but sometimes you feel like because you get a phone call, a text, someone comes up to you, someone's in the hospital, someone's dying, someone dies, that your world has just collapsed and you don't know what to do. And I want to show you right here in verse 4, it says, um, it's not going to end in death. 
just, just we can go ahead and skip to the end right now of this whole passage, that this sickness does not end in death. So there you go. I spoiled it for you. It doesn't end in death. Jesus says, no, 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 no. This is for God's glory. Do you realize that when we go through times that are hard, that when we go through struggles, that when life starts to really hurt, you need to understand something, y'all. That is for God's glory. That is so that he can get glory through that. It's for God's glory. This is Jesus saying it. No, no, no. This hard time right now is for God's glory. So that God's son, me, it's me, by the way, Jesus, not me, Michael, but Jesus is saying that, may be glorified through it. Verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, period. He's just pointing out that Jesus loved these people. You need to understand something. When you're going through something really, really hard and you feel like no one loves you, you feel like you're alone, you feel like you can't do anything, you feel like you're solo, you feel like you are just all by yourself. You need to understand this little sentence right here should give you some hope because it says this. Jesus loves you no matter what issue that you have going on. He loves you, period. He's caring about you no matter what. He loves you. You may think everybody else hates you. You may think your parents have abandoned you, and maybe they have. But I just want you to know, Jesus loves you. He loves you. Verse 6, so when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed there. He stayed where he was for two more days. And he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. (laughs) Normally, when somebody is sick or dying... When I get a phone call that someone is sick, they're in the hospital, they're dying, I get in my car, I drive the speed limit, and I go to the hospital. I'm there. When someone we love, it says Jesus loved him, is, is about to die, man, we're... You text everybody you know, you call everybody, I just want you to know what's going on. You put it on Facebook so everybody 40 and up can read it. And you do all this stuff on Instagram so everybody 40 below can read it. And you're just like, ah, I just want you to know that this person is really sick and it's not good. It's really bad. Just FYI. When we react, we're like, we freak out. Jesus, God, the Lord, it's cool. We gotta go. We're going somewhere. We gotta go this way. We're supposed to go that. We're gonna go this way. And you know, y'all, y'all know I've been talk, I've been talking about Peter a lot. You know Peter. Oh my goodness. Jesus, dude, seriously, this dude is dying. She's asking you. She's telling you, but we gotta go. He's like, hey, calm down. Just, it's okay. We got time. I'm God. Learn from this. Instead of reacting and losing your mind when trouble times come, slow down. Buy time. Call to him. Because he has a plan. People are watching you. Your message is loudest when you hurt the most. People are watching you. People are looking for your reactions. What are you going to react like, Christians? You're going to lose your mind and spread gossip all over the world, all over the place? Or are you going to slow down 
let's hang out with Jesus a little bit and let's see how we can really handle this. Verse 11. After he said this, he went on to tell him, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we, we've been stressed out for two days, dude. And now he's asleep. But I'm going to wake him up. I'm going to wake him up. Now that's, that's a big deal, okay? Like, you don't wake people up when they're sick and sleeping, okay? You just don't do that. Why? You want them to get better. Sleep is good, right? That's why they have drugs that make you sleep, NyQuil. All right. He's like, yep. And you wake up and like, what did I have? They, you sleep to rest and feel better. And so he says, hey, guys, I just want you to know, Lazarus, he was sick. He, he, he's, he's sleeping. He, he fell asleep. I'm going to wake him up. Man, I don't wake up people. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I'm scared to wake people up, okay? Unless I'm going to video it and show it here, I'm scared to wake people up. It's scary. I'm a morning person, okay? I'm just telling you right now. I woke up, <laughs> I wake up every day at 5 o'clock a.m., like this. Here we go. It annoys my wife to death. All right. She doesn't know I'm awake. I tiptoe around like a ninja. Okay. Because if she wakes up, that's a bad day. Okay. Don't wake up a bear. All right. She, she's, she, it's bad news. Okay. Y'all don't understand. You're like, oh, I can't believe. She's right back. She's okay. All right. It's not new. Okay. We, we, we worked through this. I wake up at five. I'm ready to go. Here we go. Let's go. Some people, you don't wake them up, all right? Some of you in this room, I woke up before Beach Street, you, you're scary, all right? But I know you don't have any weapons on you at Beach Street, hopefully, so it's safe. I've woken some of you up with a megaphone in your ear. <laughs> so fun. All right. But the truth is, some of us in this room right now are still sleeping, and we need to wake up. I can't wake you up. I cannot wake you up. I try to wake you up. I get up here on Wednesday nights. I pour my heart out. You come on Sunday morning. People pour their hearts out. We are trying to wake some people up that you are sleeping right now. And Jesus Christ is the only one that can wake you up. He's the only one that can wake you up. Like, what are you talking about? Stay tuned. But some of you right now are seriously asleep. Spiritually, you're asleep. Some of you are maybe really asleep. Like, you're, I'm boring you to death. That's rare. But God bless you. Hope you sleep well. Spiritual sleep, it's great. You're sleeping now. Verse 12, his disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. I mean, that's proof right there. They're like, hey, if he's sleeping, let's leave him alone, dude, because he's going to get better. Verse 13, Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So they're literally thinking he is talking about what you guys are, what we've been talking about is he's asleep, like... Okay, he's sleeping. Verse 14, so he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Boom. Drop the mic. Whoa. He was sick. He fell asleep. He's dead. He's dead. Another massive moment for the disciples. The disciples are having their mind blown through all this stuff. Feeding the 5,000, walking on water. Can you imagine me, disciple? You're just like, oh my goodness. We're going to wake him up. 
You just said we're going to wake him up. He, Jesus, he, he's dead. We're going to wake him up? Can you, can you, that's so exciting. I'd be like, yes. We walk, dude, he walked on water. Remember that? He fed the 5,000, 20,000, however many were there. I don't remember, but we got leftovers. That dude was blind. He spit a loogie and he put mud in it. He used what? Yeah, we're going to go wake a dead dude. Let's go. You got the camera? Peter, you got the camera? Let's go. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, <laughs> I just go with Thomas, but whatever. <laughs> Michael, also known as Michael. <laughs> Thomas, or Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, check this out, check this out. He's dead. We got to go to him. Here we go. Oh, verse 15, I totally skipped it. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there. That's rude. Jesus, he just said he died. Okay, Lazarus is dead. Hey, Lazarus is dead. And just want you all to know, I'm glad I was not there. I mean, what is wrong with you, Jesus? The dude died. The dude died. And now Jesus is like, I'm glad I wasn't there. Why? So that you may believe. But let us go. Then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us go that we may die with him. Thomas, listen, stop talking. Thomas gets it. Thomas gets it. He says, we need die. You know, so I was like, what is going on? What? I was so lost. Dude was sick. Now I'm sleeping. That means he's dead. Now Thomas, Didymus, saying we need to go, we need to die too. Thomas gets it. He understands what Jesus is going to show here. Is that there's things in our lives that need to die. They have to die. They have to die. So that Jesus can seriously bring us to life. A little foreshadowing right there. Verse 17, on his arrival, two days later, it's four days, by the way, after they found out he was sick, that's four, four days. Jesus found that Lazarus has already been in the tomb for four days. He knew that, but whatever. Why did he wait? Why wouldn't God just do God's stuff and get there immediately? Why did he wait? I think he's proven something to us. Is that sometimes it takes time. And we need to keep going to God and going to God and praying to God. And going to him, and going to him, and going to him, and going to him. Because I'm telling you right now, he may be doing a miracle in your life, and he's just wanting you to continue to go to him, and go to him, and go to him. So when that miracle happens, you understand it even more. So when your world collapses and things fall apart, and you don't know what's going on, you need to keep going to him, and going to him. And don't expect an immediate miracle. People are like, oh, I don't believe in God. 
He didn't heal my grandfather. I don't believe in God. Bye. I don't believe in God this. I don't believe in God that. Well, well, how about this? You keep talking to him because he may want to show you something through that communication that you have with him instead of giving up on him because he has an ultimate plan and he wants to show you an incredible miracle. So just hang on a little bit and let's see what happens. Verse 38, Jesus once more deeply moved, very emotional moment here, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Verse 39, take away the stone. Move it. Move the stone. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time, there is a bad odor. He has been there for four days. He's been there for four days. Which, by the way, Jewish custom would say, it takes a few days for the spirit to seriously leave somebody. So we want to prove that he is really dead and there is no spirit in him. He is seriously dead. So it's four days. And by the way, when you're dead for four days, you smell real bad. Real bad. And right here, she's like, you can't go in there because Jewish custom, Jesus is Jew, just understand, if you go in there, you are breaking everything that you've ever learned when you were a little Jew. Growing up to now. If, if we roll that back, that smell is going to get on you and you're going to be dirty and unclean and you can't do that. So why don't you just kind of do some ha 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 ha. Through the rock. That's why you're here, so stop telling him to move the rock. He smells real bad. Verse 40, then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? He's saying move the stone. Move it. Move it. He's saying this. I'm not afraid of that smell. I don't care how bad it is. I love him. And I need you to move the rock so that I can go in and save his life. Because no smell, no sin, no nothing is going to stop Jesus Christ from changing his life. Nothing. No matter what people think when he goes in there and that smell gets on him about being unclean, it doesn't matter. Jesus is saying, move the rock. And for some of you right now, he is saying, move the rock. And you're like, I can't move it, God, because you don't know the things I've done. I'm a pretty bad person. I've got some stuff in my life that is just disgusting. It smells bad. It is horrible. And I'm not going to move this rock because I don't really want you to know who I am. And Jesus is saying, I don't care. Guys, he is telling you. Through this, I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad you say it is. I don't care what the culture says. It doesn't matter. Move whatever it is in the place of me right now so that I can come into your life and bring you to life. That's what he's saying right here. Amen. That is what he is saying right there. Move the rock, y'all. He wants into your stinking, smelly, disgusting, sinful life. And he wants to change you. And he wants you to be alive. He wants it to happen tonight. Verse 41, they took away the stone, then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. 
I knew that you'd always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. He's saying this, I'm doing all this so that they can seriously believe that I am God. Thank you, Father. When he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Now this moment is huge. If nothing happens, wah, wah. Just whip. If nothing happens, he is not God. Can you imagine all the people that are there like, oh, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I can't. We got him. Yes, we got him. He is not God. He's been saying he's the Messiah. He's been saying he's God. Yeah, he did all these things, but it ain't happening. All the skeptics and the disciples are like, I, 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 you know, they're freaking out like this is crazy. He's never failed at anything. Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. <laughs> the dead dude, the dude that was dead, Lazarus, the one he loved, he was sick for four days. He was asleep, sleep, dead, in a tomb, move a rock, smells real bad. He came out. Picture that one. been drinking no have you no what do you think jesus what what is his posture i am god i mean i mean that's where i go with the bible i have to i i i bring it to life in my mind this i was like yeah i mean they're like high-fiving like chest bumping someone tore a tore a hamstring they're they're so excited like dude we, whoa. you see this he brought him to life his hands and his feet were strips of linen and a cloth around his face. He had a hundred pounds of grave clothes on him. A hundred pounds of just mummified grave clothes. And he, he didn't come out like, yo, what's up, guys? Hey. I mean, he came out like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, eh, no. He was wrapped up. Lazarus, come out. I don't know how long that period was, you know, how long it took, but just. Jesus says, take off the grave clothes and let him go. <laughs> take off the grave clothes and let that joker go. Can you imagine? Everybody's like, yep. people passing out. He's like, he can't talk. People are blown away. They don't know what to do. It's like, hey, yeah, hey, hey, guys, help this joker out, man. Take off his grave, get him. Then they had to go and take off the grave clothes that were weighing him down. He wants to take off all of our grave clothes that are weighing us down so that we can raise our hands and worship him as well. He wants to take off 
the junk that you have in your life that is slowing you down and weighing you down and you don't know what to do so that you can go in freedom. But some of us like to be mummified. We like to sit in our sin and just look nasty and be disgusting. And we don't want anybody to touch us. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. I'm going to send people to you to take off that grave clothes because you are not dead. You are not full of sin. You are clean. You are alive. And I'm tired of you acting like you're dead. I'm tired of you acting like you have all this nastiness on you. You're alive. Verse 45, therefore many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. Here's the deal. There was a holiday going on. It was a festival going on. A lot of people were there. These Jews were there. Everybody was there watching it, right? They were there checking it out like, this is crazy. And the problem with the sentence, therefore many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary accepted Christ is what that says right there. It doesn't say, the problem is it doesn't say all of them. It says many of them. Many of them, not all of them. How do you not put your trust in God when you just saw him raise somebody from the dead? How do you not do that? You just saw it happen. Many of them, not all of them. You saw a miracle seriously happen in front of your face. And by the way, y'all, this seriously really happened in real life. This is no joke. And I'm telling you right now, there are miracles that happen every single week in this room. Every single week, people go from dead to life. Every single week in this room. Dead to life. They were once dead, and they come to life by saying yes to Jesus Christ. And what do we do? Yeah, cool, someone accepted Christ, big deal. Yeah, cool, someone accepted Christ, big deal. Yeah, cool, someone had their life changed, big deal. Yeah, cool, no big deal, whatever. No, that's a miracle. Someone went from dead to life, and that's a huge deal. Some of you tonight in this room, you're going to go from dead to life tonight, I promise you. I promise you. I know it. You know it right now. Your heart's like, <clears throat> you know it. You know you've never accepted Christ. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I know I'm out of time. Don't care. Chapter 12. Six days before the Passover meal, Jesus came to Bethany. Check this out. Where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served. While <laughs> It's a big deal. We'll talk about it. I don't know when. While Lazarus was among those reclining in the table, chilling, hanging out, Mary took out a pint of pure nard, really expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Here's the deal. They're having a party. Wouldn't you have a party? Are you kidding me? He just brought a guy back to life. Let's think and celebrate. Everybody, come on. Who's got the biggest house? All right, we're coming over. Lazarus, you were just dead, dude. Let's hang out. Let's eat a lot of food. Get a Chick-fil-A platter. Let's make it happen. Cheese sticks from Sonic. And let's get some Long John Silver's fish and let's have a party. And we're going to, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to invite Jesus, okay? Because that's a pretty cool deal. We're going to invite Jesus and it is going to be awesome. And that's what we should do whenever someone accepts Christ. That's what we should do. That's what we should do whenever he changes our life is we need to tell everybody about it. We need to get our people on in one space together and say, hey, I just want you to know I accepted Christ. I just want you to know he changed my life, and here he is. Let me tell you about him. He's right here. I'm gonna, let me tell you about Jesus. I want to tell you about him. I want, I want to tell you about him. And in that whole moment right there, she grabs his perfume, and she, she's like the most expensive thing ever, the most precious thing in her life. She takes it, and she pours it. 
over Jesus. Saying this, saying, Jesus, I'm giving you my everything. I am giving you my everything. And I'm going to worship you. Because when you sacrifice things that are most important to you in life, that is you saying, Father, I worship you. Here is my everything. I worship you. Here's my life. I'm going to sacrifice these things for you. That's what she's saying. Verse 9, meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came. How cool is that? Remember, not all of them accepted Christ. So here comes some more lost jokers. Not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus. Like, dude, I want to see this guy. I heard he, that was awesome. Let's go check that out. I, I got to see with my own eyes. Whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priest made plans to kill Lazarus. Verse 11, for on an account of him, on a, for an account of him, many, many of the Jews were going over to see Jesus and gave their lives to Christ, believing in him. Believing in him. And here's what they're saying. I saw that he was dead. <laughs> and now he's alive. I, gotta, I, I trust in you, God. I trust in you. I trust in you. I, he was dead. He's alive. I trust you. He was dead. He's now alive. When people look at your life, do they say, man, you were this one way, but now you're alive. I want to trust in that God. Are people looking at your life and saying, I want that God because you were, oh, you were seriously going to hell. You were insane. We're going to be best friends. And now... You are alive. I can tell in your actions. I can tell in your words. I can tell in things you do. I can tell in your social media. I can tell when no one else is around that you love Jesus. Is that what people are saying about you? Because they should. Because you are alive. And when you're alive, you smile. When you're alive, you're excited. When you're alive, you can't help to tell other people about it. When you're alive, people want to hang out with you. When you're alive, people want Jesus. Are you alive? Are you alive? No one looking around. 